podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to a fresh episode of The Big Decision. So, for those who don't know, my name's Dave Davis. I'm one of your regular hosts on Anfield Index. And I'll be walking you through, ladies and gents, my thoughts on all the big decisions that Jurgen Klopp has coming up. And Christ almighty, does he have some coming up. We've got the big one on Sunday. The lineup, the style, many things like that. He's got a few other big games coming up, funnily enough, in case you've noticed. We've got a quarter-five of the Carabao against West Ham. And then, as I'm seeing on some people, not everyone, before anyone jumps on this, on social media uh, suggesting, there is the Arsenal game, isn't there, in a week's time. So we're even suggesting that is a bigger game than this one at the weekend. So I will leave you to your own thoughts on that. But plenty of big decisions for Jürgen to make. And whatever he decides on certain things, this is going to be like when your missus agrees to host Christmas dinner, put it that way. And then she finally realises that she's got your parents coming round, her parents coming round, your pervy Uncle Mal, your Auntie Kath who gets a bit wild after a Chinzano type of thing. She goes mental. And social media will go mental with some of these decisions and the lineups announced because that's just the nature of things at this time of the year. But it's all a results business and hindsight is always 2020. Eh? That's a good start, good platitude in early. So to the big decisions, people, let's get right into it. I mean, United, massive game, massive game. It's interesting, isn't it, the way certain things are? I mean, a lot of people have got Liverpool will have will win handsomely, I should say, that United fans are suggesting that. If you take a scroll through social media, a lot of Liverpool fans just being a bit, I'd probably say cautious or a mix. There's a lot more being just, you know, to just assume it's going to be another 7-0. Things in football, as we know, don't work that way. And especially, we're not really firing at the moment. We have to be honest on that at the same time. So, yes, we will go in as hearty favourites, but it's a game three points and no injuries is all that matters. So what are the big decisions Jurgen Klopp has got? I mean, he made some big decisions this week, isn't he? And Union SG, some of the big guns didn't go. Trent didn't go. Salah, Alisson, VVD, the captain didn't go. So that gave you some indications. He made those decisions, but he made a big call as people saw it. Some of the senior stars that started, didn't he? Canate, I think, surprised a few. Curtis Jones playing every minute there surprised me, to be honest, as well. But may not surprise you. Let's see. So he's already made some big decisions, but United, what big calls has he got to make? I actually think there's a few, but some of these are, are already sorted, aren't they? I mean, 
you pick up the majority of that back five is done. Like Allison, Trent, Simicast, Van Dijk. There's no debate about that. That utter lunacy to even suggest it'd be anything else. It comes to that centre back spot. And because Ibu played, it wasn't bad, but he wasn't great again. No one really was, I suppose, by any means. But I still put him in there. I still start him for a number of reasons. One of the big ones is Liverpool should be able to dominate height-wise, especially from set pieces. They should now be a real threat. And for all that he is an outrageous donkey, Harry Maguire not being out takes away three quarters of United's aerial combativeness. Good word, eh? So in that regard, you would think set pieces, Canate, Van Dijk should be sniffing it, really. They really should. So that would be one. You could argue that that Joe Gomez did okay, so you know give give him a run and you know Rashford pace that type of thing, you know especially because Trent will be probably playing that sort of hybrid role, whatever you want to call it. I could see that. I've even seen a few arguing that Kwanzaa could get a start. I don't totally dismiss that logic. Let me just be clear on this. Joel Kwanzaa was good in midweek. I mean, he's man of the match. It wasn't really a competition because most of them were pretty pish. Let's be honest, but. A great goal, confident. And then even the after-match interview, which people have hyped up, but even the comment he made about his ambitions, what he wants to do, you can see the confidence throwing through him. People say it's arrogance. It's not. He is a confident young man, and you're seeing that the way he plays, the confidence on the ball. And some people, I, I understand the argument in terms of, well, you know, a week's time against the hostel is the bigger one. I've seen that suggested, you know, but, Maybe this is a good one to rotate, especially with the centre-halves, you know, the, keeping the shirt. And and I, I'm not dismissing that argument. However, the only big decision I can make for me is Canate. So that's your, your back five. The midfield's obviously an interesting one as well. So Vosley didn't play a minute, so that's nailed on. But the other positions with Alexis McAllister being out, a lot of people have got a lot of thoughts on this, understandably. It's an interesting one. I think he's already made the big decision. In my personal opinion, I think he's made it wrong. But, you know, hopefully these words come ram back down my throat after Sunday full time. I would, especially the way Liverpool's midfielders essentially lacked a bit of control recently as well. You have to think of the few away games that Gravenberg has really just seemed to, I'd say, struggle a bit with the physicality of it all recently. We, we know he's great going forward. We know his attributes and he's had a good start. It's when he's needed to do the defensive work recently, hasn't he? He struggled. I mean, even as Sheffield United, I mean, getting beat in the air by John Fleck at times repeatedly. I mean, John Fleck, not trying to be rude, but he comes up to his hip practically, Gravenberg, isn't he? He almost jumps under his height, so to speak, as well, but not really putting his foot in when he needed to, losing the ball, that type of thing. So... I do think, based on the fact Kurt has played all those minutes, I am expecting to see Ryan Gravenberg. It would not be the call I would make at all. I think that's the, a big decision Jürgen's made there, that Ryan Gravenberg will start tomorrow on the left-hand side. I think Curtis inside as well will be fuming, personally. Proud scouser, confident, will think, you know, I've, I've shown in this team recently that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the men. He will think that, I suspect, as well. So, yeah, big decision. First one, I think, that Gravenberg will be there. 
Someone's probably going to be shouting at this time, well, what about Trent in midfield? And, and that is a big decision that can be made. You know, that, that we've seen it, but it, it's been more of a break glass in case of emergency. It's one of the steps in there, like Harvey Elliott coming on as well. So I don't expect Trent Alexander-Arnold to start in midfield. That's a, one of my opinions on the big decision. Could be wrong, naturally, but I think he will be right back, as I've said. Which means who's playing in the six? McAllister's out. I do think it will be Endo. I genuinely do. I think that is a, a big call because he's had his moments and, and he's a popular, almost cult figure, isn't he, at times with the, the mouth guard. You think against Fulham, what I mean, brilliant finish. You've got, you've got to give him that. And he made a right cameo, made a couple of great tackles, didn't he? So I've, I've got to put that on his board. But Union SG, just at the times, it just looked like it was running in treacle, didn't he, as they were going past him. Didn't seem to really provide that reassurance. Now, I get people are going to say the the pitch, 45 minutes, maybe looked like it was already pre, um, pre-planned as well. But United at home is a different ball game. I do think that is the other big decision that you're, or one of the other, I should say, big decision Jurgen Klopp's made. I am expecting Endo and Gravenberg. Hopefully, hopefully proved, you know, if that is the case, completely wrong in this because it's not necessarily what I would do but yeah time will tell on all this that's why we're talking about the big decisions now the forward line people I mean there's only a point in talking about Mo Salah in this regard it's the other two positions isn't it Luis Diaz didn't play a minute so he's going to start against United I think everyone fully expects that would be astonished if he didn't now maybe the rest may just help Luis Diaz because he's played sort of the, the back-to-back away games and he was pretty poor to be honest pretty poor offered very little against Sheffield United didn't really do anything against Palace it's summer since that that last header you think about which is a brilliant header and he is something in the air to be honest I've heard a few people suggest that Luis Diaz may be in a central role and I'm, I'm not not saying that I think that will happen that's right but you know starting to understand that more shall we say but Essentially, Luis Diaz could really do with a with forward line could, but Luis Diaz especially could really do with a decent game on Sunday because it is a bit of a struggle for him, everything seems at the moment. So fingers crossed on that. So that's one big decision made, but maybe the the biggest decision for a lot of people will be who's your nine? Who's your starting forward on Sunday? You can make a real case for both. And that is unfortunate. And I mean that seriously at the moment. You can make a real case for both. Darwin is misfiring. He looks he looks almost like the player of last season. He seems to have almost, at the moment, his confidence seems to have evaporated and he's gone back a step, I would say. I think the one thing we've seen in recent times is you're finishing, you can absolutely, you know, criticise him for that. We have to be honest on that. But last few games, not really even getting the chances particularly. I think you have to be honest about that. And I, this isn't suggesting one second he's hiding, but his last goal was against Bournemouth, wasn't it? That that worldly into the top right corner in the Carabao. There's been moments, there's been hard work, etc. But it's been a while without a goal, you have to be honest. So people will look to Gappo, and I understand that, you know, a, a, probably a better pure footballer, better control, hold it up, all, the, all those types of things. People will also look to last season 
I think, oh, Gakpo loves this fixture as well. Understand that, you know, the, the gold he got, the opening, those types of things. Here's the problem. If you're going to label that argument, you've got to think, well, hold on, Nunes got two in this competition, on this game, sorry, last season. So that kind of evaporates that. Also, Cody Gakpo, he's, he's got back in the team at times, but he is not seizing that shirt. He's not actually really, for me, putting real pressure on Darwin as we want him to. Forwards have misfiring all round, but even Mo's level's just insane, so he almost becomes like a very good forward, doesn't he, when he's not firing? But the others, you have to be honest with Cody Gakpo, pretty poor. You might even remember he played against Union SG, Sheffield United, those types of games. It almost seems to be that cameos maybe suit him more. I know people say, oh, Nunes off the bench, etc. But this big decision for me has Darwin starting against United. I'd really love to, and obviously we never know what goes on behind closed doors, but you would hope Klopp really says like, gets his arm round him. Everyone's trying to really big him up, get into Nunes, because let's be honest, the levels we've seen this season, Darwin's has been higher than Cody's. It's that straightforward, okay? Yes, you can argue about consistency. Yes, you can argue about should take chances. Yes, all the arguments about XG and not firing. But at the same time, he has more goals. He has more assists, okay? More magic moments have come from Darwin. If you said... Who's going to give you a magic moment out of the two? Most, if you're honest, would put your money on Darwin. Yes, someone's going to be shouting at me going, he's probably going to blurt one in the top of the stand. And I get that at the same time. But I would love to see, for me, the big decision there in that forward line, Nunes. We'll have to see though, won't we? We'll have to wait too long because in just over 24 hours or wherever you listen to this, we will know for definite. But those are my big calls and my big rationale. I don't agree. I, I don't agree with what I think Jurgen Klopp will do. That doesn't matter. Before anyone starts claiming all of the nonsense about your bed wetter stuff, all that nonsense that goes round, my opinion, okay, doesn't mean it's right. If it is right and the people are starting who I think will be, I hope they smash it down my throat. I hope them, you know, they're man of the match contenders. Just to be absolutely clear, I want Liverpool to win handsomely. But time will tell on all this, won't it? Other big decision, because it is a huge week. Let's not twist this in any way. It is a massive week. It's not quite massive along the lines of a couple of years ago when we were like, remember that week, cast your mind back. You know, United, Everton, Villarreal at home. You know, it's not that big because it can't be because it's not that late in the season. But cast your mind back a little bit to last season because there weren't really many moments of this, were there, to be honest? Didn't really have many big weeks. Sometimes you're like, Christ, they were going to be playing again. We live for these people. We should be living for these. We should be living for Anfield under the lights three times. We should be living for United coming into our arena. Arsenal being greeted by a wall of sound. Mikel Arteta just doing something stupid or an Arsenal player winding us up and sending it into a frenzy. We should be living for that. Even the quarterfinal, because people almost are dismissing that, aren't they? Just talking about the league games. We should be living for this type of thing. Yeah? Again, Anfield under the lights. A chance to get a two-legged. We, You know, 
people look at this differently. I get it, don't they? Like whether it's a they see a title charge, so you write the League Cup off, the Carabao off. I understand that. I also understand people are like, it's about pots. Don't give up on your trophies like that, especially when you're in a quarter final. I understand both logics. I'm not going to try and say which one's right or which one's wrong. Some will call it old school pot. Some will call it title, top foot, you know, modern, however you wish to describe it. But we should be living for these weeks. Okay. Now, being honest, the way, the way it's going to work, and sometimes it's just the way it falls as well. I understand for me, people will look and say, go strong for both leagues, as strong as possible, and then as weak for the Carabao. As in, when we say weak, maybe the wrong phrase, kids, things like that. Almost looking at a Union SG style lineup. I understand that. And I am probably leaning towards a large aspect of that, that if we're going to get results against United and Arsenal, we should be playing our strongest team in the league. I totally understand that. Strongest team you could possibly muster, maybe rotated and all that. At the same time, big decisions for me. There's a few players hopefully coming back. I'm hoping big time Alexis McAllister is back for the Arsenal game, which one of my big decisions for this would mean Endo starts, as I think he will, on Sunday. And he should start West Ham. Because maybe McAllister comes on for a few minutes just to, to rotate, shall we say. But this is in hope, I, you know, not necessarily expectation. But there's real hope, isn't it, that McAllister's back for that Arsenal game. So that's my first call in that regard. Other big decision. I think Curtis Jones has to start against Arsenal. Even jumping ahead. I know some people are talking about this, but he might play a few minutes in the Carabao, maybe, because if he's not starting. But I look at the way Arsenal play and set up. They are compact. They are organised, etc. I think Curtis will be key in terms of control. So those are two of my big decisions. That Endo shouldn't be starting against Arsenal realistically. I think that's a big risk. Curtis Jones should, without doubt. Other big calls I would make, I wouldn't have Canate, um, sorry, anywhere near West Ham. He's not capable of playing three a week, reduced to it, whatever you want to call it. He's just not. I am also siding towards Mo Salah will want to play because it's a quarterfinal, just be clear, that type of thing. I would like him stayed away, but I think he will be pushing. I think he will force that hand that way. <laughs> And I know people are going to start saying that, well, hold on, there's the big four had a rest. And I, and I get that. I would be surprised if we didn't. I think it's a big decision Jürgen will make. How, well, no, let me phrase it a different way. I wouldn't be surprised at all if all four were involved. Doesn't mean starting, but involved that way. I think it's too easy just to go, Oh, play like do the reverse of what you did. Just same team, pretty much as Union SG guys. That was a dead rubber, absolutely dead rubber. This is a Carabao Cup quarter final. You win this, you're at home. You into the semis. Do you know what I mean? You're right near Wembley. You're right near a pot. And if you look at the teams left, you no, know, we're, we're Liverpool Football Club. We live for trophies. So I don't think everyone will be happy. No one ever is. Let's be honest, but. 
I think you're going to see a stronger than we think lineup against West Ham for many. I think that is the big decision that will be made. Okay? You might agree with it, you may not, but that is what I'm expecting to happen. Which will naturally lead towards the Arsenal game, the final one, as I said. Curtis Jones has got to be in there for me. That will be the first of my big decisions. Other ones, people people have to now grab the shirt. What I mean by that is rotation's crucial and it's absolutely important. Yeah. And big big players have big moments, all that type of thing. We could just parrot, but people need to grab this shirt on Sunday. It should be at a top club. Keep yourself in the team. The forwards can't keep getting away with misfiring as a, a unit. Harvey Elliott has every case as well to think, you know, I, it, I don't think he is. I wouldn't suggest he is by his nature whatsoever. But if Harvey Elliott was banging on Jürgen's door going like, come on, you couldn't blame him at all. I don't think he will be for one second. But Harvey Elliott starts against West Ham. I mean, that's straightforward. He does not start against United or Arsenal. The cameo kid, you would call him this season, he has become that new Origi, that new, you know, couple of Shaq moments wouldn't be good or bad, would it? Sorry, so to speak, uh, in this one on Sunday. So, yeah, I think you'll, you'll get some rotation in that regard. But with Arsenal in mind, you've got to, I think, hopefully, I hope it's still, I know it's one game at a time and all that, but that is in Jürgen's time frame. And then the only other big decision that's coming up, listen, that, that transfer window is not far ahead. Not far away, I suppose you could say. I don't think Jürgen is seeing a lot of things the way we are. We've said that many times on many pods, uh, many pods be it the, the transfer show with Trev, be it Media Matters, with Dave Lynch, Ben Boxack. I don't think Jürgen's seeing it how we are. He said in press conferences, I'd be surprised if there was an addition in the defence. Okay. He seems to have real confidence, as many of us should. You know, we should just dismiss Quanta. And I know people are going to be jumping on this, but big decision I think he's made. For me, unless, and this doesn't write everything off, just to be clear, but unless an opportunity really presents itself, as it were, I know it's that classic description of Liverpool, like a, a gap over Diaz, that type of thing. I do believe that big decision's already been made. I also don't think it's any coincidence by any means that the 200 shirt for Mo Salah, who's in that photo? Andy Robbo. Stefan Bajsetic. I was going to say wee badge, but look at the size of him. He's taller than Darwin now, isn't he? He's massive in height. Jota's in that photo. The mythical unicorn of Tiago is in that photo. That does not mean they're imminent. They're going to be ready for this and not, and people are going to be jumping in this, going injury probe, whatever. To me, it's no coincidence that they're in that photo already. Whether it be running, as we're already being told, close, even the suggestions on Robbo, weren't they, that when he had the operation, there's a few medical experts who suggested eight to nine weeks from there. Does put it round about 
January time, he's coming back as well. Connor Bradley's back. Long-term deal, big faith. Means it's debatable. It probably is still, but there's more cover at right-back, i.e. Joe Gomez can tuck inside and be a centre-back more. So people aren't going to want to hear this, but I think, for me, the big decision that's been made in Jürgen's head, and it's still subject, because it all changes, because it's a major injury, you know, things come up, or if I'm not to say an opportunity presents itself, that's a different thing. But unless that opportunity does present itself, bar maybe a few loans for some kids, I am expecting a very quiet January. Those are the big decisions, people. Those are my big decisions I think he's made for United, the big decisions around West Ham, the big decisions around Arsenal, and the big decisions around the transfer market as well. Let's be clear, though. Big decisions for a big, big week. United and Arsenal under the lights. West Ham in the Carabao under the lights. This is a big week for us, for Anfield. And there'll be nerves at times. There'll be moments we have to ride it. But, Christ, do you not feel alive just talking about this or just thinking about this? Yeah? This is, it, it's such a big week. There's nothing wrong with that. People say, oh, build it up, hyper it, blah, blah, blah. No, that's what we want. The biggest, you know, death or glory. Sometimes, as they say, the, the biggest heartbreaks, at least you were there. At least you were in the arena. At least you were having your shot. That's where Liverpool want to be. Think back to how dismal it was last season. Yeah? What a week it proves to be. Hopefully. Yeah? What a time to be a fan again. Hopefully you'll be feeling the same. But some big decisions. A big week. Good luck with your shopping, lads. If you're doing that, enjoy your Lynx Africa's. Mums, enjoy your Cinzano. Try not to lose your shit over your Christmas dinner and things like that. All equal opportunities here. So whoever's cooking, please, that could be the, the dads, the lads, whoever. In simple terms, people, big decisions. Enjoy your Christmas. And that was another pod for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.